Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to episode 105 of Martha Runs the World. This is the second anniversary show. Yay! I'm really happy. I'm very proud of my little show. It's been two years since it's been up and running, and I've never missed a week. I've never been late, ever. I've always been on time. I've been doing this show for two years, and I love it. I love it as much now as I did when I first started. It's evolved, and I'll talk about more about the evolution of the show, how I started and how it's changed over time in a little bit. I have to tell you, I do look forward to every week, every episode, every topic, and every guest is exciting to me. I spend a lot of time thinking about topics. When I don't have a guest, I want to make the non-guest topics as exciting as when I do have guests. And the, the listening audience shows. The numbers don't go down when I don't have guests, so I must be doing something right. Some shows are a lot more popular than others, and the ones that are popular really surprise me. The ones that I think that are going to take off, they don't. And the ones that do take off, it really shocks me that they do. So that's kind of cool. I think probably the, the, the part that I don't like that much is the editing, but because it's my show and because I love my show, I do like that as well. Maybe not as much as the talking. I love to talk. I have to like the editing too because it is part of the show. When I started doing my show, I didn't have a whole lot of money, and I didn't realize how much podcasting would cost. It's a pricey little hobby. Even when you're starting with not much, it does cost a little bit if you want to do it right. Okay, if you want to use a a podcast host that is free, you can, but I don't like those ones. I really like my host, and I'm not going to change, so that cost me something monthly fee. And then if you want to have a website for your podcast, and you really should, that also costs. A lot of people don't have that. I like having my website, so that's kind of a cool thing, but that costs. And so I had a cheap little headset mic, and it didn't sound great. So if you listen to the first few episodes, oh God, that, that it, yeah, I have to be proud of those too, because it is me. I don't take those off. I haven't raced those. Some people have taken those off because they're embarrassed of them. I figure it's me. Why should I be embarrassed of them? It is where I started, and I've gone a long way since then. I just hope that listeners don't listen to them and say, oh, my God, this podcast is horrible. I'm not listening to it. So I hope they give me a chance by listening to the first one and then going to listening to one of the newer ones and seeing how far I've gone. That would only be fair. If they only give me a chance by listening to the first one, then that's kind of not fair because I certainly don't sound like I did back then. I actually started my running podcast to not have guests. I wasn't going to have guests. I was just going to talk every week. And I changed my mind because having guests is kind of fun and interesting. And I had more and more guests on. So it evolved as it went along. And I started widening the topics out. I wasn't going to have as many of the topics first off that I now have. And I'm really glad I broadened the topic, the top content out because I think it's a lot better and a lot broader and more interesting now. 
So it's evolved as I've evolved with, with the show. I think the content is king, so I don't think people are as nitpicky about the sound as long as it's decent sound. Sure, it's not NPR quality, but I personally find NPR shows to be really dull. So I, I think my content is a lot more exciting, and maybe the sound isn't NPR's quality, but the content sure is. It's a lot better. Unless you want to sound like this, the whole NPR show. Okay, we have a guest, and this guest is now. This guest has a really nice thing, and okay, that's what NPR sounds like to me. (laughs) So I'm not going to sound like that. So if you're looking for that kind of show where the guest talks like this the whole time and sounds like they're on quaaludes ready to pass out. That's not my show. (laughs) No, that's not me. (laughs) So, yeah, no. That's another show not here, not on my show ever. That's called notonmyshowever.com. Or hashtag never on this show ever, ever, ever. Okay. (laughs) So that's my NPR impression. (laughs) All right. The second year has been, I think it's been a lot as far as the podcast go, okay, there's two things about this second year. As far as the podcast go, it, those it's been a lot more fun as far as putting on the shows. It's been more difficult because I haven't been able to get to races. And one of the one of the best ways for me to promote my my podcast is is at races. I can't go. I can't give out buttons. I can't give out buffs. I can't give out stickers. I can't get to know people. I can't get people on my email list. I, I put out. An email every Monday, and I actually it's late. I, I had to get it out this week. Anyway, if you want to be on my email list, you can actually contact me at my email, Martha Runs the World at gmail.com, and I'll add you. But the whole point is that I've had to go a different way to get listeners than I did the first year, which I would just go out and pass out stickers and buttons and get people to know it that way. That was much easier. This year, it's been a lot harder to get listeners, and I've had to do a lot more thinking and a lot more creativity in that means of of gathering people to listen. So that way, it's been harder. The guests I've had on have been, I think, really good and quite stellar, and, and I'm very happy with them. They've really run the gambit, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. My personal life, as you, I know, I probably shared a little bit too much about my personal life, but I can't help telling you what's going on if I'm having problems. If life is getting rough, I have to tell you about it because I am pretty honest and I want to share what's going on because it does affect how I'm feeling, how what I'm talking about, my emotions and everything all run together with who I am. And I'm not going to stop. I will talk to you about what my goals are for this year and things like that. And that will go into what's happening physically. I'm not where I'm at, where I wanted to be at last year. Let's, let's put it that way. So I'm kind of fighting my body at this point. So it's been a rough year that way, but eh, I'll get through it. I always do. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but first I have, I put together a little montage of audio pieces from some of my shows it's about, what is it, 12 minutes long. It's kind of fun. It's, it's some of the more interesting and fun parts of some of the shows I think I put together. It's it's bits from 10 shows, and I'll have a list of all the shows 
on the website, MarthaRunsTheWorld.com, and that will be in the show notes for this episode. Here is the second anniversary montage. Yeah. Um, well, just long, long story short, um, I was not the healthiest person about uh, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Um, I weighed in at uh, just a hair under 230 pounds for my five foot six frame. So I, I was a big boy. And um, it happened because I just had a desk job for 10 years, 10, 12 years. And eventually I just uh, ballooned up to like uh, 230 pounds. And I was on so many different meds for blood pressure, cholesterol, and I was on insulin for type 2 diabetes. And it just got to the point where I had a wake-up call one day. And um, coincidentally enough, it actually happened on April Fool's Day. No joke. On April Fool's Day, 2009, I collapsed in my uh, living room uh, floor. And I thought I was having a heart attack. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't a heart attack. But it was a really, really big awakening for me. It was a, a wake-up call. And so I knew then that I had to make some changes in my life if I wanted to live. So I set my alarm clock for 2.55 a.m. every morning. So uh, at 2.55 a.m., the first alarm goes off. And then I hit the snooze button. Um, I think snooze, they let me snooze for eight minutes. So then the next alarm comes off at 3.03, and I snooze one more time, and then I get up at 3.11. So every day, it's a clockwork, 3.11 a.m., I get up, I uh, brush my teeth, and I just throw cold water on my face, put on my running clothes. Uh, Chewbacca is just kind of like, oh, my God, it's so early. <laughs> you asked the question, if I gave you $1,000 to spend on running only, what would you do with the money? So what would you do with $5,000? Oh, gosh. I, you know, it's so funny. I threw that question in the article. I didn't even think about how I would answer it. Um, so when I was a little younger, just a couple years ago, I used to run ultra marathons. I have not done that in a number of years, but the one race I never did that I wish I would have done is the Voyagers 50 miler in Minnesota. That's where I'm from. And it is, it goes through Jay Cook state park, which is this park that I have so many fond memories of growing up and 50 miles is my favorite distance. So if I had that kind of money, I would pay like a world-class running coach to get me into amazing shape to run that 50 miler. Cause I'm definitely not in ultra marathon shape anymore. <laughs> and I would fly to Minnesota and I would, I would run that race and I would have my dad and my mom be on my crew and I would put them up in like a cool hotel or something on the way. Um, yeah, I think that's what I would do. Cause that's the one race that I never did that if I went back to running ultra marathons, I would want to do, but I would have a lot of work to do, even though I still run for fun um, I have a lot of work to do to get back up to 50 mile, uh, 50 mile shape. So I would, I would uh, need some help on that one, but yeah, I think that's what I would do. I don't know if Minnesota is like the most exciting destination for a lot of people, but it's home. 
I believe my first, now I'd run the distance before, but my first race I believe was, was run on the sly, which was a 50 K that was run around sly park Lake or Jenkinson Lake up, um, up kind of North of, up, uh, atop of uh, Placerville towards, towards Tahoe. And, um, and it was part of it was just incredibly hot and dusty. I remember just incredibly hot and dusty and, um, and and uh, there was walking, there was hiking, but I remember just going, "This is this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm supposed to be." I'd been on a training run for it a few weeks prior with with some friends, and um, we were way deep, way 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 deep in the woods, um, running along a canal, and um, and ran across a, uh, I believe, an illegal illegal cannabis grow and mm. ran into a guy with a uh he came out of his tent looking at us in a way that said oh do not be here right now and i thought oh sh- this is the way i'm gonna die <laughs> this is <laughs> this is how i'm gonna die <laughs> and uh and so that was a training run and then when i was racing i just kept i just kept thinking okay eric you follow those damn you follow those ribbons you're gonna follow these ribbons because you're not gonna get lost again and you know get shot which are very race. yeah do you have one? Oh, I'm going to have to say it was the the marathon because the, of the sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. I had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe the, or are you talking distance? Oh, whatever. No, whichever one okay. you, you think of and you say, this is, this is my favorite that race. Is, this is the one I like to do. That was the one okay. I liked the best. Okay. And then my very first half marathon I've never had the feeling at the end like I did with that one. Nice. You know, nice. like it was like I'm tearing up now. Um, mile that... before the finish, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking, wow, I'm really doing this. I'm really doing this, you know. And then I started talk, thinking about my late father, my late brother, you know, how oh. proud they'd be of me, you know. And I, the tears just started flowing. You know? That's wonderful. And, but I, and I've never had that feeling. In any of the races I've ever done. You can also cross-train or replace it with other forms of exercise or activities. Take a spin class if you want. Swimming. With the snow, if you want to go indoors, sign up for gym if you haven't and start swimming inside. It's warm. The water is nice and warm. You can start swimming, get some really nice exercise in the pool or take a spin class. That'll keep you nice and warm, and you'll get some great exercise for your legs. It's it's great tr- cross-training, or you can even get into weightlifting in the winter months. It'll get you nice and strong for some spring trail running or road running. That will help out a lot. Seeing that it's winter, if you are in those areas where there's snow, you don't have to run in the snow if you don't want to. You can go on the treadmills, yes, in the gyms, or you can take up sh- snowshoeing. All you have to do is find a place that'll rent you some snowshoes. Doesn't cost much, just a few bucks. Have them show you how to use them and go out and snowshoe with your friends. It's real easy to learn how to snowshoe, and there's some beautiful areas out in the country where you can do it. Take a lunch out and go out and enjoy some beautiful nature and snowshoe and enjoy it. I mean, you might as well enjoy the snow if you're around it, right? And if it's just cold, just stay inside and get get a yes, I know. I, I don't like the treadmill either, but you can get a couple two or three miles on there and then make it up with, with the spin class, like I said, or something like that. 
Or you can also learn to ice skate. You can take up ice skating if you want. There's all kinds of, of winter activities. If you have a little bit extra money and you know how or you want to learn how, you can also downhill ski. I used to downhill ski. I skied most of my young adulthood, my late teens and young adulthood. I did a lot of downhill skiing in Lake Tahoe and some in Utah, too. I loved it. It was really fun. But I figured, though, later on that it just cost too much money and I could run a lot cheaper right at home. As much as I loved it, it was just way too expensive for me. I couldn't afford it anymore. So, And I started getting hurt a lot more, so I stopped. You could do it. Yeah. So how long is the camp for? The camp is three days long. Um <laughs> And, uh, and we take advantage of those three days. <laughs> it is jam packed. And so, um, so we do some running at night and we do, um, yeah, it's there, there is not, there is not downtime for journaling. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of three days, you're not walking very well. <laughs> you are pooped. I mean, we do it so that we have enough people volunteering that we can accommodate any fitness level. And so no one should ever be worried that they're not fit enough to come. Um, we can accommodate anything. But within your fitness level, yes, you will, <laughs> you, you will, get, will be taxed um, and have a wonderful time. We just feel like, gosh, we only have you know, this tiny amount of time, um, you can rest at the end of it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, three days you can handle it. So now I wanted to to congratulate you for June for getting the fastest known time in the ice age trail in Wisconsin. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) So so from what I read though, you didn't prepare much for it, did you? No, about three weeks is the, is how long it took me to throw it together. Um, just because I had I had been thinking about doing something like this, but not necessarily on that large of a scale. And but then it just kind of made sense. Like I I knew that I had three weeks that I could take to go do something like this, and I could put together a crew that could also be there for the three weeks. And so, uh, when else are we going to have that time where everyone can just you know take off work or whatever and go? So we did it. Wow. So, but it didn't go quite as planned, did it? <laughs> no, uh, no. The plan started falling apart on day two. Oh, um, gosh. And so, so here I am, you know, like 70 or 80 miles in a, with, you know, two days down and the plan is just completely destroyed, but that's fine. Um, it was, it was actually really funny because the ticks and the mosquitoes in <laughs> Northern Wisconsin were just so bad that like I, I had never had a tick on me before and I spend a ton of time in the outdoors, but I just never had one. And so I came out of the woods at one point on day two with with 30 or 40 ticks on me. And I was just like, I'm done. (laughs) I got back to the car and I said, I'm done. Like I'm not dealing with this and we're going home and we're going to come back and do this in September. And my crew luckily was able to talk me out of that. Um, but what should have been like a 50 or 60 mile day ended up being a 28 mile day. And so the plan was just falling apart, but Mm. that's okay. You have to ask yourself, do you believe, do you believe in creatures that perhaps we haven't seen that could be out there? Different types of creatures that maybe live in the woods, live in the mountains, live in the 
unincorporated wilderness areas that are able to live separately from man that maybe are smart enough to leave us alone and have their own lives generation after generation. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Yeah. And and you set a perfect example because a lot of people are afraid and, and, you know, it's that feeling of, I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid that, you know, I'm not going right. to be successful. I'm not going to have any job. You know, what if right. this continues to go on and I would not, I would never find a job. It's that fear that we keep feeding on. Right. right. So for you, you are, you were actually able to turn that fear into something that works for you. You turned it into a force. That was your motivation. I am fearful, but you know, I can't be here and be fearful all the time. So that idea turned into a motivation. And this is what a lot of people are not recognizing. They think that fear is just so uh, debilitating. So they be, they're being trapped by the fear. But what if, you know, you change your perception and, and see fear as something that can motivate you to take a first step, whatever that direction is. No action is an action, right? Absence of action is mm-hmm. an action. By mm-hmm. not taking anything, it's an action. You mm-hmm. show your action by not doing anything. Or you can actually go the opposite side of what fear is. So you have the fear, but you're going to turn around and you're going to walk the opposite way. So your fear is saying, stay here, stay put, be safe. So you're going to take that be brave and take that first step going the opposite direction of your fear. And that become a motivation for you. When I started my show, I did it with the intention that it was designed not exclusively for trail runners, nor was it just for road runners, but I wanted it to be for all runners, all regular runners. There were plenty of running podcasts out there that basically honed in on elite runners, on the very, very fast runners, on the star runners. I didn't want to be just another one of them. I listened to as many running podcasts as I could, and I wanted to do something a little different. I think I have. I think I have a nice little niche that no one else is really doing. I wanted to do something for the middle and the back of the pack runners, for the normal people, and maybe not even just for runners, for people who do races who maybe walk more than they run. And I wanted to include everybody. It's, I, I really want my podcast to include as many people as possible. I don't want anybody to feel left out because we can all do this. We can all get out there and move. We may not be fast. We may only get awards if we get the age awards. But that's all right, and that's fine, because we're getting out there and we're moving. That's what I always like to say. 
being fast, yes, I've had fast runners on my show, but it, I didn't have on, them on my show because they were fast. Because let's face it, just because you're a fast runner doesn't make you an interesting person. <laughs> there are plenty of very fast runners who are really dull. I've heard them on other podcasts. I've heard extremely fast, some of the fastest runners, and their interviews were just, oh, God, don't you have anything interesting to say? <laughs> and no, they don't. I've had elite runners on a few, I think three or four, and I've had them on because they were extremely interesting, intelligent people, and I thought they were great interviews, and I loved them, and they were motivating and inspirational, and that's why I had them on. Not They could have been slow runners, and I would still had had them on because they were extremely interesting and inspirational. That's what makes a great guest to me on my show is they're interesting, they're intelligent, they're inspirational, or they have a message that we can all learn something from. That's what makes a great guest to me, not because they're fast. I, I don't care if a person is fast. That doesn't mean I, that's great. I think it's awesome. And if they can achieve something, excellent. But that's not the criteria to me. When I think of a guest that I want to put on the show, my first question is, what do they give to my listeners? I want all my guests to have to give something to you. I want you to get something out of every show. What can you learn or what can you get out of my show? What experience will the guest have? What what can you learn? What is it fun? Is it entertaining? Is it educational? It what what will you get out of this episode? That is my first question. And as long as that is always answered, then the episode is a good episode. And I've really tried to strive and meet that every time. Yeah, some episodes are better than others. There are a few episodes that I, I would do a, would give a do-over to, for sure. I'm pretty happy and pretty satisfied with every episode. Doing an episode a week, you don't have a lot of time to go back over and say, okay, this one wasn't very good, so let's do it again. You really don't have time for that, especially with this job I have now. I, I know I talk about it too much, but it, it's really hard when you're working 12-hour days, let me tell you. When I work my 8 to 8 shift, I get up, I have coffee, I go to work, I make sure I bring my lunch to work. Because let me tell you, in the neighborhood that I'm working... You can't find a lunch under $12, and I'm not going to spend that for lunch. I don't make enough. By the time I get home, it's near 9 o'clock, and I'm wiped out. So I stay up. I'm so wired. I have to stay up for a couple hours, and then I go to sleep, and then I wake up exhausted the next day and do it again. Yay! <laughs> so that is my time right now. And I try to get my episodes in as much as I can. I try to get enough done in, in the time off that I have, as well as everything else. You know how it is. Things get busy. Hopefully this won't last forever, but right now it is my life. If I go back over all the episodes that I did this past year, I'm shocked at all the incredible people that I've had on my show. I, I just, I'm amazed. And it's a good shock. It, it's a good surprise. Sometimes I just get in the groove of doing the show because of my job, because I get busy, and I don't really stop and think about how wonderful each person was. I really should. The soundbite that I played gives you kind of a taste of it, but it's just a taste. It just doesn't go, it doesn't go below the surface. 
also tells you what kind of great people I had on. This past year, Martha Runs the World had on the show an ultra runner who lost enough weight to save his life, a dog trainer, a cookbook author, a 22-year running streaker, a Ragnar race representative, a cancer survivor who lives to run the steepest hills, an ultra runner who completed 50 100-milers in 2019, a third-place winner of the Badwater Ultra Marathon in her first tryout, a visually impaired runner, a TV star, and a retired hockey pro. This is just a sample of some of the guests. It's pretty incredible. I've had a few disappointments, but I go back and I listen to the guests, and I'm so amazed by what these people have have accomplished, what they've had to endure, what they've gone through, what they've beaten. It gives me real hope in my life that I can also attain things. Maybe I won't tackle the big races that I want, but I know I can do something. I can do something great. I just have to scale it down a little bit and hit my goals. It's my own trail. I have to establish my own goals. I do admit that sometimes I'm not dealing with what's happening to me with my hip arthritis very well. Every day is a struggle, and sometimes just walking a block hurts like you wouldn't believe. So I have to deal with it better. I have to have a better mentality about it. There are days where I leave to go for a walk and try to run, and the first few steps, it just hurts so bad I have to walk the rest of the way. And then I can only go three or four miles, and that's it. I'm done. I have to find a way to do more, to get out and do more, and to do it more regularly. I just have to. And that's one of the things I won't ever take my walks for granted. It's it's like the podcast. I don't take it for granted. I never take this podcast for granted. I don't take you listeners for granted. I completely love and respect all of you and really am so happy that you're listening. It, it means a lot to me. It really does. So when I put out an episode, I put my heart and soul into every episode it means the world to me. Sometimes it's it's the only thing that keeps me going is this podcast. Oh, okay. A few other things. Waking up. I love waking up. I do love getting out there, even though it hurts, even though it hurts like heck. <laughs> I still like going out there. I still, I'll still do it and I'll still keep going. And in this year, I don't really have any big goals. Well, I have a couple. Okay, I'm lying. And in 2021, I do have a couple goals. And I said, okay, I'm not going to do anything really big or crazy. I would like to do a 50K sometime this year if I can, if my body allows me to. And I don't know if it will or not. And I don't know when I'm going to accomplish it. Accomplish it. Talk, Martha, really. Come on, talk. I thought I would accomplish it in March, but this cold weather is just nastiness on my hip. So I think I'm going to put it off till maybe a little warmer, maybe June but I am going to do a 50K sometime in 2021. And my other big goal is to go camping a couple times this year. I haven't been camping for a few years, and I really miss it, and I just long to do just some camping. And I will absolutely talk about that more, and that'll give me a chance. If I go camping up in the Sierras, Sierra Nevadas, that will give me a chance to do some more hiking, which I love, and to be closer to the mountains, which I also love. And I'm going to do it cheap, and I'll tell you more about it as we get closer. 
since we don't have any races and it doesn't look like there's going to be that many races coming up, I think it's really important for us runners to try to get in touch with each other as much as we can. So maybe we could all set a personal goal to try to say hi to runners if we only can in social media or we can text each other or just get in touch somehow. Because uh, keep getting out there, of course, running and stuff. And if you can, buy merchandise from local trail race companies if they have it. If they have shirts or if they have hats or something that you can buy from them, help them stay in business because we really don't want to see any going out of business. And then if possible, if at all possible, if at all possible, buy your shoes from local running stores. We want them to stay in business as well. We really do. It's important to keep them in business. And more than anything, this foresight isolation hurts us all. Even for those of us who like to be by ourselves, it's still too much. I mean, even me, me who really enjoy my peace and quiet, I don't like all this much peace and quiet. I miss my friends. I miss being around them. I miss being at races. I miss the energy. I miss talking to people. I really do miss it. Saying hi, texting someone, just saying hi on on Facebook or however you can it's just a nice way to let people know that you're thinking about them and you miss them because you never know if someone really needs that little pick-me-up of someone saying they care. It, it goes a long ways, and we all really need to tell each other that we care about them right now. It's, it's an important time. You don't know how much you'd affect someone in a positive way unless you let them know. We can't read minds, can we? And if you have any personal goals for yourself, let me know. You can email me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. If you want to be on the email mailing list for the newsletter that I send out every, it's not really a newsletter, it's it's just a, just a short little email mailing list. I'm probably going to add some more things to it in the future. But if you want to be on that, you can also email me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. And you can check out the website for all the information about today's show at MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. As I said, you know I do. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.